Okay, this is the Saucer Afterlife segment with Harold J. Burney. Well, not with Harold J. Burney, but we are going to address listener questions and comments about our episode on Harold J. Burney, as well as some other topics from episodes that have uh, continued to trickle in. So I also want to tell you that I've not put much thought into these answers. It's been a busy week. So um, this is this is very off the cuff. So sorry about that, if that's something that I need to be sorry about. Also, because of scheduling, I might not have gotten, there might have been questions that come in after I recorded this. So I will try to address those at a later time. So let's start with Black Wolf on Twitter. He says, the modulator smells an awful lot like zero point energy. Does Dr. Greer know about this? I am confident that Dr. Stephen Greer knows absolutely nothing about Harold J. Burney. I, I just have a feeling. AP Strange says, just listened to the Harold Burney episode, and I think I might have some insight into why the FBI won't release the book. Ooh. I think the levels of fraud run deeper than what is apparent on the face of it, involving interplanetary fraud. The modulator that the Venusians were developing was already patented by the Martians, as evidenced by Marvin's Illudium Q36 explosive space modulator featured in the 1948 documentary Hair Devil Hair. I'm sure such interplanetary disputes are well beyond the FBI's jurisdiction, and the case may well still be open. I hope that sheds some light on things. Yes, it does, actually. Thank you very much for that. I'd forgotten about the Illudium Q36 explosive space modulator, which was absolutely an oversight on my part. Tim sends in via email a couple of Janos puns, or Janos puns, including the very funny Janos, the Hands of Fate. If you're a Mystery Science Theater 3000 fan, you might recognize that one. Lester emails... Uh, thanks for the most recent episode. Tell me, did Gray Barker remark on Bernie? Not that I've found in the scans of Gray Barker newsletters, zines, things like that, that I have. I I haven't found anything. If anybody else has, please let me know any sort of Gray Barker commentary on Bernie or even reporting the story. Um, I I haven't found it. I I searched through what I had because I was sort of expecting him to, but I couldn't find anything. But if anybody else has, please let me know. Sam says that the uh, the Pauline Bernie correspondence strikes me as a crossover of the Mahatma letters materialized by Helena Blavatsky and the, and the Nigerian prince scam. I know it's a recurring theme on this podcast, but it's amazing how ideas wittingly and unwittingly end up being recycled. Yes, uh, especially that Nigerian prince, the Nigerian prince email scam. You know, we've got a huge amount of money for you. We've, we've got it waiting. We just need a little bit from you. We need access to your accounts in order to pay you back 10 times what, you know, or 1% of the amount we're going to deposit or something like that. Yeah, it very much sounds like that. Will Roberts on, um, I think this was Facebook, uh, says, were the aliens ever caught and charged? Um, no, they were not. A sad miscarriage of justice there that only Bernie sort of took the rap for the whole modulator scam. A friend of the show, Jack Brewer at the UFO Trail says, who makes the comment UFO stands for unprecedented financial opportunities? What are the circumstances? Okay, that was from an NBC News magazine show um, I, about UFOs called, 
oh, I think it was, I think the show was called Time and Again, maybe, but the voice is Jane Pauley, uh, TV news personality, Jane Pauley. And it was from 1997. I think it was Time and Again was the name of the, of the documentary show off the top or the news magazine show off the top of my head. And finally, Vincent gets in touch with uh, some comments and some questions about our Janos people episodes. Vincent says, quote, they aren't just white Europeans, which would include a mix of hair and eye colors, etc. They look very much like the alien type known as blondes. The problem is the blondes look exactly like the Nazi ideal of the new man, which that regime was trying to create. Or in other words, what surviving humankind would look like if the Nazis had won World War II. That meme floating around disturbs the hell out of me, end quote. Yes, um, very much so. Very much the the blonde, blue-eyed, standard person that contactees tend to meet uh, does really fit that very sort of in, what do we call them, inaccuracy quotes, Aryan ideal of the the Nazi the Nazi new man. I I agree, and it does it does sort of dis, it is sort of disturbing that it does float around like that. And Vincent has two questions. Um, he wants to know what my thoughts are on white nationalist recruiting in the UFO paranormal community. I'll I'll take that one first. I I think it's not new. Uh, in another part of his email that I didn't quote, uh, Vincent. Um, reminded me that I'd talked about Ernst Zundel uh, and uh, sort of his white nationalist neo-Nazi um, sort of efforts back in uh, back in the day, sort of l- trying to recruit in the UFO community from um, trying to recruit from the UFO community for more neo-Nazi sorts of things. There are connections um, between uh, between um, contactees like George Hunt Williamson. Well, not like George Hunt Williamson. George Hunt Williamson was connected to a man named William Dudley Pelly, who ran a fascist organization called the Silver Shirts during the 1930s. And I was into the 1940s and then sort of transitioned fully from mystical fascism to just sort of mysticism with fascism. If you squint, we're, we're going to, it's a long story. We're going to do a William Dudley Pelly episode at some point, but I guess what I'm saying is, uh, I I don't like white nationalist recruiting in the UFO paranormal community. My initial thought is this is not a good thing. My my sort of second thought that's a that's a close runner up is this is this is a very old thing. And it's uh, there are people who know more about this than I do, but I will just say that um it's it's a problem. It's it's a problem. I I just it would take a whole episode to get into it more than that, but it's a problem. Vincent's second question. Do you think the Janos people were referred to as Scandinavian because calling them German was too soon after World War II? That's that's an interesting question. Um, I, If somebody were to make that argument to me, I wouldn't disagree too strongly. I think... I, I but I also think on a practical level, it, it the saying Scandinavian has connotations of the the sort of blonde blue eyed thing a little bit more a little bit more than than German does. But um, yeah, I think even in the late nineteen seventies, early nineteen eighties, you know, saying you know saying well they they were they looked German would would instantly 
cost you some interest and sympathy from a, a British television audience, perhaps. I, I think that might be a good call. Well, that's uh, those are the questions we have at uh, at, at this point um, when recording. And uh, final comment from Doc Pinko on Twitter regarding the Janos people. So, a level seven nuclear event is Space nineteen ninety nine. Space nineteen ninety nine. I have not watched or thought about Space nineteen ninety nine in a very long time, and now I uh, I feel a compulsion to watch some. Fortunately, I have too much to do right now this week. So, oh, maybe, maybe once the semester's over, I will hit some space 1999, perhaps. Thanks a lot for listening. We will be back next week with something different for our annual holiday extravaganza episode. We always do things that are different for the holiday episode. And if plans go according to plan, this will be the most different thing we've ever done. I'll talk to you later. Bye.